Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. It's time for another movie news roundup edition of the Mad About Movies podcast here. It's been a while. Uh, it's our first one yes. for 2020. And uh, we've been promising our follow-up reactions to The Rise of Skywalker. We'll talk about all of the box office success or lack thereof of that, the reaction, and the fallout of The Rise of Skywalker and the end of the Skywalker saga and all that entails. In this episode, also we want to uh, go over the Golden Globes. Golden Globes were mm. last night. Sometimes this sets a precedent for the Oscars. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, excited to talk about that with you today. So welcome in to the Mad About Movies podcast. I am Kent, and I'm joined by co-host Brian Gill. Hey, Brian. What's up, man? Man, not much. Uh, it's going to be good to talk about this. I'm excited about it. Uh, but I want to say shout out to the VIPs because we've had a lot of good discussion in the Discord yeah. the past couple weeks, man. It's it's one of my favorite parts of my day is is interacting with the people on the Discord. We've got like 10 different channels on there, all kinds of topics. We've got a TV channel, a sports channel, uh, award season channel. We've got a decades discussion channel with everybody sharing their list for the decade. And man, it's just been, it's been um, my favorite part of doing the Patreon, the VIP. And uh, so if you're listening and you're a VIP and you had no idea about the Discord, uh, sign up for that, get in. Mm-hmm. It's included in your, in your membership. And, uh, if you want to interact with us off the air, uh, Brian and I are very active in that. Richard is pretty active as well, so um, we definitely like to do that. And for me, it's a lot easier to, to do that than to uh, email us or to try to tweet us or whatever mm-hmm. um, because the Discord yeah. is, is all, it's all organized in one place and all that. So it's really good, and I want to say shout-out to those people. It's been, a, it's been a great time conversing with those people over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And like like you said, Kent, if you're a VIP, that's part of your deal. So if you're not in the Discord, uh, holler at us and we can get you set up if you, if you can't figure it out. And if you're not a VIP, that really has become like a real I, – I, we kind of added it as a like, eh, we'll just see what happens here. But that genuinely is a pretty big perk it's now. Pretty of, be, it's become VIP, the, the VIP so. is the Discord. Yeah, it's really it's cool. Like, uh, it's, it's yeah. Been, yeah. It's been a very good uh, conversation over there. Just yeah, over the last month especially, I feel like it's really taken off. So yeah, certainly. If you're interested in Rise of Skywalker opinions, there are dozens yeah. of those. Um, yeah. We have a Rise of Skywalker channel on there, and I mean that goes back literally to the day it came out, and everybody just talking back and forth for I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of messages are on there at this yeah. point, but uh, man, it's been good. So shout out to those people. And if you want to join us over there, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We've got a lot of fun throwbacks coming there too. Uh, very soon. We've got kindergarten cops stuff. We've yeah. got traffic coming up. We've got bad boys in honor of bad boys for life. And, uh, we'll do our first AMA of the year, probably next week. So mm. stay tuned for that. If you've got a question for us that you want us to answer on the air, uh, in audio form with all three hosts. Uh, we do that exclusively for the VIPs as well, and that'll take place next week. So get excited for that. Lots of fun stuff happening in the Mad About Movies world. Speaking of that, uh, we've got a new look. You might have noticed on your iTunes, on your uh, on your Twitter, whatever, wherever you follow us, that uh, new logos, new look, fresh look for 2020. So uh, if you ever have a suggestion of something we could improve or do better, definitely let us know. But uh, we always like to keep things fresh and, and new. So shout out to VIP Josh, who's helped us out with uh, with yeah, graphic man. design. Man, that guy's super talented and and has kept us looking good over the years. So shout out to seriously him. Seriously cool work for him. Yeah, little pub there. Josh JoshuaSolder.com. Yeah. yeah, check that out. If you need any kind of graphic work, we have some ads coming for him soon uh, in the next few weeks. But he's helped us out a ton with, with yeah. some great stuff. And he has uh, designed some great American treasures prints mm-hmm. that we've been sending to our VIPs at various points throughout the year. That's and, right. and, uh, and some VIPs have actually tweeted us and shown us pictures or Instagram. <laughs> like yeah. they've got like, if, if you've been a VIP since the beginning, you've got like four or five of those now and you got a little, they've got mm-hmm. them all framed up in a row on their, in their office or whatever. And it looks awesome. They're all like pop art style and, uh, Man, yeah. it's it's really cool, and uh, shout out to Josh for uh, for the new logo, and thank you to everybody who has given us positive feedback on that. And speaking of that, if you want to rock a T-shirt with that new logo, if you want a coffee mug, if you want a phone case, something like that, head on over to our website and hit store. We've got a ton of new merch up there, and uh, and pretty much everything your heart desires. If you need a onesie for your kid, 
you know, dog t-shirt, something like that, uh, you know, present for maybe the significant other who listens to the show. Uh, we've got all kinds of sizes, colors, shapes uh, over there at, uh, at the store. So good times. Well, man, I, the, the Golden Globe snuck up on me, Brian. <laughs> same man same. i was literally just like working you know watching football and then like you know, the wife is like we're watching the globes tonight and i'm like uh like tonight she's like yeah <laughs> and it was funny because yeah. the we were watching the football game the game ended and like literally a countdown came on nbc that said gold globe start in 10 and it like it had a 10 minute countdown <laughs> and i was like wow this is intense it's really sneaking up on me um but uh but yeah man it it, it certainly um I feel like we're still kind of ingesting award season, especially since arguably the biggest movie of the award season is coming out this weekend in wide release. So it mm. um, feels like we're still kind of, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of them already and we've got sure. episodes recorded that we'll be releasing over the next few weeks. But at the same time, it feels like the general public is still kind of easing into it, um, which is good for a lot of these movies. You know, sometimes the, the, mm. the buzz fades after Christmas um, yeah. but a lot of these awards type of movies seem to be peaking at the right time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I would love to get into a place where we don't have to put out every single movie, uh, between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's. That'd be great <laughs> right. for us. Or, um, yeah. Or if your movie comes out before that, it's never going to get yeah, best picture yeah. no matter how good it yeah. is. Yeah. I hate that yeah. too. I mean, yeah. I, it's very dumb. Uh, yeah. it's a, re- it's a really dumb process that we, we put ourselves through, especially this year was a weird one where there were multiple I mean, there's always a week or two. Like Labor Day is always a pretty, pretty bum time for us as far as movies go. And there's there's dates throughout the calendar. This this year, I would bet there were six dates at least where there was not a single movie worth reviewing. You know, like that really <laughs> yeah. got a wide release. And then of course we get to right before Christmas, and it's like, hey, there's 37 movies in the theater that I need to get to. There's no way I'm going to do it. So thanks, guys. Yeah. You know. We couldn't have put just Mercy in on Labor Day or something like that so we could get a chance to see it. But yeah, and it's the way and, this whole thing works. And it screwed all of us. It screwed me personally in the movie draft because when I saw 1917 got pushed to January 2020, I was like, all right, yeah. well, it's, it's out of the running. Not yeah. thinking that they would do a limited release in December and it would still mm-hmm. be eligible. So I didn't even consider that right. in my. Well, it didn't matter for you. So, well, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that was literally like my top three that I would have drafted, sure. but I, I thought it was ineligible because it got, had gotten pushed to January, yeah. like a week or two before we did the mm-hmm. draft and, yeah. and all that. But like I said, it's working out great for them. And, uh, and certainly uh, after the Golden Globes, a lot of people are going to be thinking and talking about that film. So, Let's yeah. get right to it. Let's go over the let's go over the winners here, and we'll we'll kind of stop down and maybe talk about some that stand out to us. But we'll just skim skim over this. So the Golden Globes, uh, Ricky Gervais was was the host this year. Um, it, did you know he's good, an atheist? I don't know if we, you had any idea. Yeah, we yeah. We, we put an over under on the <laughs> first atheism joke, and it was literally forty seconds into the into the thing. So Gosh, gotta get man. that out of the way if you're yeah. Ricky Gervais. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean he's. He does what he does. I think you you said his shtick is being insufferable, which I think yeah. is hilarious. Oh, I like, can't stand. Yeah. I, I I think no. I think that you're you're onto something there because I really do think he's like how how much how much of a D could I be and <laughs> people still think I did a good job. Like I think he challenges it's himself to see how to bad me. he can yeah. do. You know. Yeah. I and think. So I mean, funny. there's people that really like him. I try very hard not to be judgmental of, especially with comedy. Comedy super subjective. If you like it, you like it. What I always say is the next the next time he makes me joke, it makes me laugh with a joke that he tells himself will be the first time. Just, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, I actually doesn't resonate with me at all. I don't get it. I but. actually uh, the David Brent like mockumentary that they did on Netflix. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever saw that. I it came out like a year it, or two ago. Like, I I thought it was so funny. That was maybe hmm. the first thing I had seen of Ricky Gervais that I was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. hilarious. Um, he wrote one of the greatest jokes, but like that that Liam Neeson sketch about lists, I, I think is mm-hmm. mostly Ricky Ger- is genuinely is one of the best pieces of sketch comedy I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, that that uh, <laughs> the life's too short. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I think like yeah. he's a big part yeah. of that. Um, that one too. So, so maybe yeah. that's the key for me is and he, he created the it, office. But I, so. I don't need him to. Yeah, he did, and I just and he'll I, he'll tell you about it. Too. I don't know yeah. if it's popular now or not, but the American Office is so significantly better than the the British Office. It's not even. It's like not even in the same conversation to me. I, I yeah, anyway. I, I our friends at Talk Sport uh, would agree with that too. <laughs> I don't you know, 
The, 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 I, you know, I know from experience. The Brits hate the, him, the, right? Like, it's, I don't he, know. I, it's, a, it's such a weird. They've they abandoned like... him and Russell Brand by now. <laughs> like, we're, they, they're not a part of what we do. They don't represent sure. anything. Sure. You know, it's just kind yeah, of. They don't speak for us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I get I get why you hire Ricky Gervais to do this. Sure, you know, I would certainly rather it be him than a lot of people. Like, somebody who's actually trying really hard to host and can't host. I think that's super cringe, you know, like just giving yeah. it like um, like Anne Hathaway, uh, you know, level of just like <laughs> trying to Broadway herself into like people's sure. hearts and like I'm just just stop, you know. Uh, so from that perspective, I can appreciate him just like let's get on with the show. Y'all don't y'all don't want me here, you know. Let's just do this. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate that. It's uh, just self awareness, so, I guess. I think part of it for me is the the. It's like the the knowing what's going to come, the Twitter takes that are going to come with this, you know, that people yeah. are just going to be like, he really went there, you know, and you're like, Obviously, I mean, yeah. that's what the, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do with the Golden Globes. And I, I didn't watch the show because uh, I'm with you, Kate, like it complete, I completely forgot about it. Uh, it, it surprised <laughs> me this year. And I really like watching the Globes typically because it has no bearing on anything, but it's just a fun time, you know, and everybody's super drunk and that's like the, the, the whole bit, uh, for the most part, but I just kind of, I kind of forgot about it. So I hadn't, I hadn't seen the monologue or anything, but you know, I saw some of the jokes and I was like, okay, that's very tepid. There's no like, oh, he went there. And yet that was, that was the Twitter, Twitter sphere for, for three hours. I was like, I can't believe Ricky said what he said. And you're just like, well, I mean, did he say anything or I don't, I don't really get it, but anyway. Yeah. So, uh, maybe probably the last time he said it was the last time. So mm. by the last time we'll talk maybe ever about Ricky Gervais. <laughs> um, so we'll go to the television first. We'll skim through these, uh, and, and stop down more on the movies. So best performance by an actor in a comedy series was Rami Youssef for Rami, which I have not mm. seen, but I've seen every other show. That was uh, nominated, which was the Kensky yeah. Method, Barry, the politician, and Living with Yourself. So I guess I got to check out Rami now. If he beat all those, if he beat uh, Bill Hader and Paul Rudd and right. Michael Douglas and these American Treasure type people, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely need to check that out. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. It's it's he's very funny. Yeah, it's really cool. funny. Yeah, I, well, I feel like I've seen Amazon? less TV. I feel like it's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I feel like I've seen less TV this year than I have in any previous like at least since we started doing the the pod it's just it has been tv has been the back burner oh, for yeah. you know with movies and everything else that we're trying to do but uh so i hadn't seen i hadn't seen kaminsky method since the first couple episodes of of season 1 but i think i've seen the rest of those i don't you know what i haven't seen barry season 2 yet and i need oh, to man. i Holy love barry moly. but it's that's just incredible. where it is with me for tv i've turned into richard i'm 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 Way behind and, and or semi-retired. But uh, what you need, need to, to do is when it. Barry season three comes out, which I think is not even another for another year, mm-hmm. uh, just knock out Barry season two like the day mm. before. It's like yeah, it's 30 minutes. Season, yeah, it's 30. Right? minutes yeah, it's an like episode. episode. It's like eight episodes. Yeah. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah, um, so uh, Best Actress in TV uh, comedy is Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. No surprise right. there. She. Yeah. It's the year of, of – uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, for sure, mm-hmm. and I hope it continues in 2020. Probably yeah, will. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, best performance by an actor, drama, Brian Cox for Succession. A- interesting that... Uh, have you made... seen Succession? I have, yes. Okay. What do you, where do you stand it, on this? I, I, it's funny you ask, because I was going to wait till we talked about series to okay. talk about it, but I, I think Succession is hilarious, and so okay. I'm just like floored that it's getting all these drama awards i mean it's getting awards rightfully so but it's like arrested development little level funny Hmm. to me like okay i just cackle at some of the some of the jokes some of the unawareness of the people of the cast you know like they Mm -hmm. don't think they're doing something funny but they are like just the naivety of it all um i just love it and so yeah it's not dramatic i guess it's dramatic in the fact that it's about a family and their drama but like (laughs) it's not it's not like it's not the crown, you know, it's not Game of Thrones, <laughs> which is what it's up against. And so okay. I guess it's the way it's whatever HBO felt like they could probably win because they, sure. they've obviously pushed Barry uh, for for best comedy. So. Um, so, yeah, good to see Brian Cox win. He's fantastic in that. Kit Harrington didn't have anything in his last season of Game of Thrones. Maybe thought they'd get some kind of. Uh, thank you award for that, but it didn't happen. And Billy Porter for Pose. I'm sure we'll see a lot more Billy Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rami Malek was nominated for Mr. Robot, but 
I think we. Can I can't agree. believe Mr. Robot was still going. Yeah, I really, I'm, I, I'm not making a joke. Like I thought that it ended two years ago. I stopped watching after like season two, maybe. But mm-hmm. it, uh, when I that saw Oscar got him at least another season. You know, they were like <sighs> yeah. FX was calling or whoever it was is like we need yeah, more Robbie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So let's go down to drama series. Olivia Coleman wins for the Crown. Um. Both Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston were nominated for the Morning Show. And Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies and Jodie uh, Comer for uh, Killing Eve. Yeah, and um, she's great. I, I, uh, you know, I thought maybe Jennifer Aniston had a had an outside chance going into this, but <laughs> at, right when they were saying the nominees, I said uh, to the wife, "I was like, this is going to be Olivia Coleman." Like I just had the the instinct moment, and like I just feel like anything she is nominated for she's going sure. to win. She's yeah, that good. Totally. But she's like Meryl Streep now and she's like uh she's incredible and I hope her run continues. Um yeah, great, she's great great stuff for getting her involved in the crown. Mm-hmm. Um over on the male side of things, limited series was Russell Crowe for the loudest voice when he played Roger Ailes, which mm-hmm. is very good. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. No. Okay, that's another no, one. I'm saving my yep. saving my hot takes for for Bombshell. Um, oh, okay. I only got room in my heart for one Ailes movie a year. Okay, yeah. well, uh, maybe check out both of them because both of them were pretty well received. And mm. and Russell Crowe is uh, certainly an interesting person for that. Um, sure. We kind of skip over those rest of those nominees. Let's go down to um, actress. Michelle Williams wins for Fosse Verdon. Have you seen that with Sam Rockwell as well? No, I hadn't seen it. I'm vaguely aware of its mm-hmm. of its existence, but that's it, yeah. That's not one that I have seen, but I know a certain lady that I live with that watched it in like half a day and was in love with it after. <laughs> nice. I think it was I think it was nominated for an Emmy or something last mm. year, um, and uh, that's what intrigued her interest. And uh, yeah, good things, good things to say. I, sure. I heard a lot of good acting from Michelle Williams from the next room, so I, I don't She's doubt that. She's always great. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Best TV uh, series, limited series, went to Chernobyl. And this definitely felt like the year of Chernobyl. Couldn't mm. go anywhere without hearing about that. Um, don't know if they do a second season of that, but it's, it certainly had the sure. effect they wanted it to have in telling that story. They've said it's increased the tourism to Chernobyl, which is not good. <laughs> but uh, people just want to go to Chernobyl now for some reason. And, uh, and yeah, so very well done. HBO knocks it out of the park again uh, with that one. So we go down to actress in a limited series, or supporting actress in a limited series, um, was Patricia Arquette again. And you, the yearly Patricia Arquette award speech <laughs> had to happen, and this was it. She beat out uh, Tony Collette, Meryl Streep, Helena Barham Carter, and Emily Watson. So a stacked category for Best Supporting Actress, and Patricia Arquette comes out on top for her role in the act. Um, I thought she was in, what, Escape at Dannemora this year, too, or something? Yeah. But she's just in everything, so... Uh, She's great. always around. Yeah, she she could win for anything. Uh, My wife really liked that show. I didn't watch. I, I watched the it. documentary, uh, which is great. Uh, Mommy, Mommy, Dead and Dearest. Oh, I think that's what, what it's that's based called? on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, yeah. I need to watch it now. I definitely yeah. saw that documentary, and that was whoo. It's really solid. That was yeah. crazy. Um, Stellan Skarsgård won for Chernobyl. His role in Chernobyl, uh, he beat out Kieran Culkin of Succession, Alan Arkin, uh, Henry Winkler for uh, Barry. Uh, and Andrew Scott from Fleabag. So uh, good to see a Skarsgård win, and good to see Chernobyl getting some recognition beyond the uh, the series level of things. Um, so best television series, drama, succession, not dramatic. <laughs> um, what did it beat? It what beat was in the category? Big Lies, The Crown, okay. Killing Eve, and The Morning Show. Okay. Killing Eve's the only one of those that I that I well I've seen some morning show and it is awful. How how I much just, money did Apple oof. pay the Hollywood for impress to be like, all right, oh, man, just give us this, I, this all that, we need, like stay relevant for, we'll, <laughs> let us do a couple more shows, you know, like I've been in two different groups over the holidays where uh, people were talking about how much they enjoyed morning show and I just had to close my mouth and enjoy because I just I yeah mean, they I really liked it, it and, and I. Like, it's so I wouldn't necessarily bad, use the word enjoy, <laughs> you know, like no, I, I, it's, 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 it's so, it's depressing. Rough. Um, it's, it's trying to be very of the times, which is not working. I don't think, um, yeah. like they're just doing the Matt Lauer story basically. And like, we don't 
the reason we watch TV is to not have to be <laughs> surrounded by I, all that stuff. And I feel like I don't want to see show... Steve Carell be Matt Lauer, you know? Uh, yeah. I feel like that show is tr- is trying to trick you into thinking that that it's good instead of just being good. That's my take. Like that's I, where yeah. I that's it's where trying I fall to, on it. It's trying it, to be Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, it's trying of just to be hire Sorkin. Aaron yeah. Sorkin. Just absolutely. Do it. Just yeah. do it. If you want, if you want Sorkin, just get Sorkin. Yeah. But um, but they you know they wanted to they want you to think that it's it. But to be fair, it is very reminiscent of the last Sorkin show of Newsroom. I mean, mm-hmm. Newsroom was yes. that same thing. It was like. Hey Sorkin, like I don't even know how much writing he was doing on that by the end of it, but but it was it was brutal. It just felt like C Team Sorkin the whole way, and Morning Show is more of that to me. But exactly, yeah, I'd so. be very interested to see where they try to go at all with any of this. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus, that is right. Um, right. It was funny to see Tim Cook in the crowd, and they're like, "Oh, Apple TV Plus is here. Tim Cook's here," and then like they show Tim Cook smiling in the crowd, and then Ricky Gervais is like. Why do you have sweatshops in China? And it was just like, <laughs> just killed it. Like, oh God. <laughs> like, uh, his lasting meth, uh, memory of going to the Globes is just being harassed for <laughs> iPhone manufacturing. So, Man. not what he probably anticipated, but good to be part of it, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, best TV series <laughs> comedy went to Fleabag. Nice. And no surprise there. No. Um, well deserved. It, yeah, it's the Phoebe Waller Bridge show, and just more things. Her, just keep it up. Uh, it beat Barry, which is very good in season two. If you didn't see that, it's. Ooh, I mean, it might have peaked already. I hope. I mean, if it didn't, we are in for some good TV. But uh, mm. that was that was a great season. Hater um, man, we were streets ahead on Hater. That's, oh yeah, gosh, Hater as a dramatic actor too. I feel like we were streets yes. ahead on too. Yeah, it's great. He's incredible. Always great. Um, it beat. The Kaminsky Method, The Politician, is not good. Uh, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which was solid That's, as well yeah, as past season. Love that so, show. Yeah. Um, that might be my favorite show on TV right now, for yeah. real. I love Mrs. Maisel. Okay, we go on to movies now. Um, I guess I should start with the acting category, so I'll do that. Um, actually, Best Director was Sam Mendes for 1917. Uh, recently saw that, and our review will come out next week after more people are able to see it. But mm-hmm. as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Man, that should that should win every award that that Sweet. that that awards are <laughs> they're giving out." You know, it's just so so well done on every and every level that you could do. You know, and directing is is a big part of that. So mm-hmm. um, was no surprise there. I would have liked to probably see Bong Joon Ho uh, win. Yeah, um, but. He'll certainly get his recognition. Um, Tarantino was up for it, as well as Martin Scorsese and Todd mm. Phillips. Um, <laughs> one of these things. <laughs> one of these things just doesn't. Some people um, really like Joker. That's fine. And Sam Mendes did a cool thing where he just said nobody would be on this stage if not for Martin Scorsese, which I thought was cool. Mm. You know, or yeah, no one would even be great. here. You know, just kind of thank you. You know, The Irishman was not great, but. I know, long, but uh, not your best work, but thank you for being Mm -hmm. here. Thank you for the influence. Um, So Best Actress in a Comedy was Aquafina for The Farewell. Great. Have you seen that yet? I have not. It's one of my three that I have left. Got to get that one, man. It's so good. It's going to be, I would be shocked. I've got, I've got to see 1917 still. Uh, And then I have like a couple others that are kind of outliers. I don't really expect that they might make a push to the top 10, but. The farewell is in my top ten right now for sure. Uh, yeah, and she's great in it. She really is. She's very. I very love good. her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she's super talented. A twenty four is such a cool uh, pairing for her to be working with that studio. Mm-hmm. I feel like they can totally. use her good and not uh, make yeah. her. Uh, I don't know. I feel like she could go down a real Rebel Wilson path really fast if she wanted to, you know, and just be like the. Yeah, the rapper she, version of herself sure. that she was, and, and sure. or Ocean's Eight version, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, yeah, but she's got chops. I think she could. She's she picks the right projects. Yes. I think she's got a bright future. Yes, she's actually an actor, a good actress, in addition to being, uh, you know, charismatic, being a, a force on screen. Which is, you know, Rebel Wilson has that. She just doesn't uh, add anything to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, 
So uh, she beat out Anna Diarmas for Knives Out, who was amazing. Um, Kate yeah. Blanchett for Where Do You Go, Bernadette, which was a Richard Linklater movie that I did not know about. And yeah, not one of his better ones, to be honest. Did you but, see it? but yeah, I did. But uh, I mean, you know, I gave it like a B. You know, it was fine. But Kate Blanchett's really good in it. Uh, it's just kind of an odd project. It's that's one that's kind of been like that one and yeah. uh, Last Flag Flying. I think. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No one knew about those. It's uh-huh. just weird. Yeah, Bernadette's been kind of like I don't I can't remember if it's been on the shelf. That's an A twenty four one too. Yeah, or if it it just got it. I know it was on the schedule earlier in the year and got pushed back, and it may have been from the previous year even. So mm-hmm. it's it's. Been I don't even know if I ever saw a trailer fine. for that. I, I just I heard. I, like, yeah, I saw it was it real on small. the IMDb for yeah. years and never uh-huh. came out. Yeah. And, I think yeah. it came out in August, uh-huh. which is okay. you know <laughs> late August, such a dumping ground. But yeah, yeah, it was. It was if she solid. gets nominated for an Oscar, okay. maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll check it out. Sure, sure. Um, Beanie Feldstein for Book Smart and Emma Thompson for Late Night. Uh, so, yeah, Aquafina was the winner there. Let's go to drama. Renee Zellweger wins for Judy as her role as Judy Garland. This is a stacked category, too. Cynthia Ervio for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Haven't um, seen Bombshell yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zellweger was really good. She would have been my last choice in that category. Oh. Just just because, it's it, like you said, it's a stat category. And uh, I thought the other three actresses, I thought they all had maybe significantly better performances for me. I, th- thing, I thought she man. was, yeah. I mean, look, I, she might be, I haven't done my, my fake Oscar ballot yet. Uh, I'll probably do that next week. And she may be, Zellweger may be, may be uh, one of my fake nominees, but I, I certainly would not give it to her over... Uh, uh, Ronan or uh, whoever. There was two in there that I was like, oh, they were, that was that was the th- the performance to me. But yeah. oh, ScarJo, ScarJo's yes. great Marriage Story. So anyway, yeah. So she won. Uh, she won for that. Uh, Renee Zellweger for Judy. But like I said, Hollywood loves Hollywood, and I think that worked to her advantage here. Um, best mm-hmm. actor in the drama went to Joaquin for Joker. And uh, this was a stacked category as well. I think we're going to see a different, a quite different field for the Oscars. Uh, maybe the only staying power would yeah. be Joaquin, Adam Driver, and Christian Bale. Uh, Adam Driver for Marriage Story and Christian Bale for Ford Ferrari. I, I don't like. I feel like uh, Sandler's going to get nominated, and I feel like Leo's going to get nominated for yeah. uh, for Best Actor. Um, and so that's those are the two I'd put ahead of Jonathan Price and Antonio Banderas. Um, so we'll see. Wait, what movie? What movie is Jonathan Price in? The Two what Popes. I, oh, The Two Popes. What's what's Banderas? Pain and Glory, which I've okay. never heard of. Oh my gosh! All right, but uh, it's very HFPA right. yeah. of you of them mm-hmm. to uh, to yeah. to include that. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, I expect that to to be quite different. I do expect Joaquin to to probably still be the favorite going to the Oscars, but. I just, I mean, this was, uh, an inc- Adam Driver was just on yeah. an absolute another level in Marriage Story. Like, I don't yeah. understand how you don't, uh, I mean, Joaquin has been great and everything, but this is like Adam Driver's just absolute mm. coming out as a, as a leading man, you know? And, uh, so yeah, man, Ooh, that'd yeah. be my vote. So good category. Yes. That very Both stout. the leading, leading actor and leading actress categories this year are going to be stout. That's yes. good. Yes. Very good. Uh, best animated movie went to Missing Link, the upset from Leica Studios, beating out Toy Story 4, The Lion King, How to Train Your Dragon 3, and Frozen 2. Man. Woo. Some people Oof. were upset about that. And we got a lot, we got messages in the Discord like, how can this happen? And I have to say, like, this is, these are animation industry people that vote on this. You know, they, yeah, they look at the animation probably more than any, more than the story, more than, the score, whatever, whatever we look at when we go see animated movies. And, and if you know anything about Leica, I mean, they do stop motion, they do claymation. It's unlike any other studio, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I definitely can't be upset if they win the best animated feature, you know, if, if how to train your dragon three or lion King would have won, I'd be like, wait a second, you know, uh, probably, even though I think how to train your dragon is great. Like, I don't think it probably should be toy story four or frozen two or, that you know um so yeah I, mm. I i definitely agree that uh if they're if they're um ju- judging just the animation missing link and toy story 4 probably my my number one and two how to train your dragon looked great but i thought the lion king was 
fine, but it wasn't yeah. trying to be animated. So I don't, I don't know why it's uh, nominated there. But honestly, the best animated movie I saw all year was Claws. That thing looked yeah, Claws incredible. Was really good. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That that should that should win every that should be the Spider Man into the Spider Verse of this year when it comes to animation you know just like oh my gosh we need more movies like this uh, this style you know uh, that was good so shout out to Netflix for that um, so yeah look for Missing yeah, Link that to was maybe, very good uh, uh, there's a lot of good animated movies this year yeah Missing Link was not one of them for me I, I thought it was pretty pretty mediocre but the animation's good I just I'm not on the same page with Leica I really like Kubo I thought that was mm-hmm. very good. And pretty much everything else they've done, I I don't I don't like it. Oh, I, I love it. it. So I thought this was a pretty good year for animated movies. I I love Toy Story four. I loved How to Train Your Dragon three. I loved Abominable, uh, Klaus, Frozen two, even Lego Movie two. Like mm-hmm. I would put all those ahead of Missing Link without even a second thought. But uh, yeah, but that's me. I'm not one of the Hollywood foreign brands. So. <laughs> oh yet. man, yeah, yet um, <laughs> best actor. In a, in a musical or comedy was Taron Egerton for Rocket Man. Um, and man, uh, you know, as soon as I saw Rocket Man this year, I said, if, if Rami Malek can win for that, what his performance was in, uh, in a Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, yeah. you know, lip syncing essentially everything and, and not really being Freddie Mercury uh, or portraying the, uh, the, the actual life of Freddie Mercury, right? Like Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. didn't like influence, like Elton John was kind of by his side during the making of this, so um, I felt like it was a little more authentic that way. But uh, God, he was so good in that. And um, I mean, if you add him, if you add Eddie from Dolomite, if you if you get Leo, mm-hmm. like I said, and Daniel Craig as a, as an outside shot too for Best Actor. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really good tough. year, man. Yeah, it re- this year was really just overall. This was a great year for film and. Uh, whoever ends up in the, the five Oscar nominees in the big, in the acting categories has earned it. You know what I mean? Like there's times where, uh, one or two categories pretty, pretty weak or, or even like last year was a year where I felt like, uh, there wasn't one single great movie last year. And so all these performances that they got in, it was like, all these were solid performances, but there were 20 that were about the same in terms of their quality and whatnot. And then. This year is is the opposite to me. This is going to be a year that whoever gets those five acting nods in actor, actress, supporting actor, and supporting actress, they that's that is one you you put on the resume. You know, I mean, you 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 have earned your your nomination there for sure because it is going to be a stout competition. Best actress in a supporting role um, in any motion picture, which is. I, do they do that for supporting? They don't. They don't do. Yeah, they don't divide yeah. They, by category? they oh, I didn't know. No, they don't divide it by category. Yeah. Interesting. Um, uh-huh. So it was Laura Dern for Mar- Marriage Story. Um, she's in it very little. Um, yeah, I, I found that a little odd because <laughs> Laura Dern is incredible in Little Women. Like, uh-huh. might be my favorite performance of anybody of the whole year. She's so good, and I. I mean, she's she's good in marriage. I'm not I'm not uh, downplaying her her uh, performance there at all. It just I when I saw Laura Dern one, I was like, oh great, she super deserved that. Yeah, but I was I thinking Little yeah. Woman the no, whole I way. I kind of forgot she was like, oh good, she story. won. And then it's like, yeah, marriage yeah. story. It's like, wait, she was barely in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I kind of forgot about yeah. it honestly because because the other two performances are so standout good that you kind of to me at least I forgot about everybody else in that movie. Even Alan Alda, who's really good in it too. I just, I'm like, that was a, that was just a, a force from those two actors, and I didn't, I didn't think of anything else. But anyway, so she beat out Margot Robbie for Bombshell, um, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Annette Bening for The Report, and Jennifer Lopez Ugh. for Hustlers. I uh, that's probably who I would have voted for. I thought she was the star of Hustlers. Not yeah, well, Constance, th- all that's that's so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she had Constance to share Wu was with the, like Cardi B. So yeah, <laughs> Constance Wu was the lead in that. I yeah, guess. Yeah. I mean, the only we- real weak spot in that is Annette Bening. Mar- that that re- the report sucks. I just it's that, a, that it's movie. It's a two-hour file scene. I did. It's I watched such it, a beat, or... and 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 it's it's one of those that you say, well, it's got a really important story to tell, and that's fine. But you could also make the movie interesting, <laughs> and it is. 
Very not interesting. That movie was brutal. Just been talking, man, about files. Yeah. I think when I when I watched it, I was like B minus. I'm never gonna think about it again. And I actually have thought about it, and I don't. I like it less. I might put it down towards the bottom of the of the year. I just that was aggressively annoying to me. That that whole that movie. Anyway, all right. Uh, best actor in a supporting role was Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He beat out Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Pacino and Pesci from the Irishman, so mm. man, he's got uh, he's got the uh, the buzz, man. I, I thought like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out in summer, so maybe it wouldn't have the uh, the momentum. Maybe a Joe Pesci would, you know, mm. or maybe Pacino would, um, maybe even Hanks because of the Cecil B. DeMille thing. Yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, Brad Pitt, good to see because um, he was my favorite supporting actor yeah. of the year. So good to see that. That supporting actor is usually the just for the Oscars at least is usually the thickest category. There's there's dozens and dozens of of people who are uh, in good movies and good roles that you know. I don't know if you know this or not, Kent, but uh, typically in Hollywood, men get really good roles. Sometimes women don't, but uh, uh, so there's usually a lot of choices to go with there. This year, that might be the weakest of the big four of the acting awards. It's just, just in terms of the, the field. It's, it's not mm-hmm. that one to me more than any of the others is the one that seems like, well, there's, there's 25 guys who had an, an you know, an A minus performance. So how, you know, what, what are we, what are we going to do there? But I'm with you. I, I probably would have gone pit, or Hanks, one or the other, uh, and and been ha- and happy with it. So, and Brad Pitt is a beautiful man. So I'm happy to see him on stage every once in a while. Um, best screenplay went to Quentin Tarantino for Hollywood, and mm. this is one that could go a lot of ways. I, I I can't I can't really be upset when Tarantino wins a writing award because he is a, a you know. A genius, literally, at writing. I mean, it's it's he's changed movies forever with his writing. So I can't be mad at that. But I would have voted for Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story, probably. Um, I just thought that was the most that felt the le- the less the least like um, people were saying lines. Does that make sense? Like the most mm. natural sure. um, to the characters, you know, just the way Scarlett Johansson and. And Adam Driver embody that relationship really works, you know. So you never think about like that. This you're you're hearing guys say lines, and I always think about that when I'm watching Tarantino. Maybe it's just me, but I always feel like I know I'm definitely watching a Tarantino movie when I'm mm-hmm. just the, yeah, all the point. language of it, the everything, you know. And uh, and and so I would have gone. I would have gone with Marriage Story, but uh, Parasite was also nominated as well as The Irishman yeah. and The Two Popes. Um, great category man parasite screenplay was was great too but so uh good. it's uh it's interesting that they combine adapted and original here because uh obviously the irishman was a um was adapted and um and the two popes i'm assuming was adapted as well so um uh the bible maybe so <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh best foreign language movie went to parasite and it's got yeah. all the momentum um, the other nominees were Les Mis. I guess there's another remake of that. Um, the Farewell, oh, uh, Pain and Glory, which we mentioned earlier with Banderas, mm-hmm. and Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I have seen, and it is fantastic, but it is uh, not better than Parasite. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe maybe it has a chance more at the Oscars, but uh, it's it's a very interesting movie. It's about, you know, Two girls, one's royalty, one's not. One paints, one's hired to paint her a portrait because no artist can capture this girl's essence, and so they bring in this young mm-hmm. artist to do it. And it's very personal. It's about relationships. There's no music in the film. It's very um, intimate, and it's great. But it's not Parasite. I just think Parasite's yeah. monumental for for what it's done, and and it's done so well in the box office too. I mean, you look at the. The domestic box office, it's done pretty well. I mean, it's made mm-hmm. like fifty million, over fifty million dollars, something like that, in the domestic box office, and so there's nothing to nothing to uh, to be upset about there. And you know, if it's nominated for best picture, it'll be well deserved. I think it's one of the yeah. few years that the foreign language category has risen um, to the level of or above the uh, you know the regular film category. I remember getting a tweet like. I don't know, in May of like, are you guys going to review Parasite? 
and we're yeah. like, I don't know, why, why, what's that? And saw that it won the Palm Door at Cannes. It's like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. we should. And then people were just like, we really should to review this. And so we promise in the next two yeah, weeks we will we'll have a parasite yeah, review coming in the next for weeks, you. For sure. we, it'll before come, the Oscars. Before yeah. the Oscars, you will have that and be able to listen to that and maybe yeah. revisit uh, Parasite. Yeah. I believe it came out on Blu-ray this week, uh, mm. believe it or not. Spoiler so. alert. I loved it. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll, spoiler alert, we'll have positive things to say about Parasite. So, <laughs> right. Right. Um, Not going to bring its Rotten Tomato score down. Right. What we're saying. Yeah. yeah. We don't want any one-star reviews for what we think about it. So, um, yeah. well, again, we're just being honest. Um, okay. We'll go on to the big categories. Best motion picture. Um, comedy was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And drama was 1917. And Sam Mendes said it best in his acceptance speech. He's like, wow, this is so great for this film. The movie comes out on Friday. Please go see it. That was it. Basically, <laughs> his speech. I was like, "That's awesome." It's exactly what everybody that watched that was like, "All right, guess what? We know what we're doing Friday and Saturday or Saturday. Right. You know, we're gonna yep. go see that." And um, there's no cinematography category here, but Deacons just Deacons the crap out of that movie. And and go see it on the big screen if you can't. So that one best drama. It beat out The Irishman, Marriage Story, Joker, and The Two Popes. And uh, Hollywood beat out Jojo Rabbit. Knives Out, Rocket Man, and Dolomite is my name. So, um, if you're gonna maybe say a favor for Best Picture, Brian, last thing we'll say on the Globes before we hit some Star Wars talk. What, what, what is? What are you thinking now? Now the Globes are done. Got what, yeah. a month left. What, what are we gonna do? It's weird because I, I mean, the Globes have I've said previously has almost no bearing on the actual conversation. Like any crossover between the, the list of nominees is almost coincidental at this point. It's such a strong year. I I don't know. I don't have a great read on it yet, and I haven't done too much research yet, but I I kind of think that the movie that may be the front runner at this very moment is wasn't even nominated. I think Little Women kind of has the, mm. the momentum right at the moment, but there is some recency bias to that because it just came out. So to me, it's like it's Little Women or 1917, and we'll kind of see if Parasite or... Um, I don't know, maybe, I mean, Four vs. Ferrari hasn't been nominated for hardly anything, mm-hmm. or or Irishman, or, or Marriage Story, if one of these others can kind of, but it, it seems Little Women or 1917 to me at the at the moment, so. Yeah. The, the, I'm pumped to see 1917, man, that's, yeah. that's, this year has just, it's been so good, I've got at least three movies from this year are going to end up in my top 25 of the decade, um, and I still haven't seen 1917, which may end up being the best of the, the whole year, so, you know, this is this is a great year. Been, been a lot of fun very excited for for you to see that and for our review and and yeah and so the movies i would probably take and move over to the best picture nominations list would be once upon a time in hollywood jojo rabbit knives out the irishman marriage story 1917 uh the two mm-hmm. popes has an outside chance too but yeah i just think that's that the one that gets golden globesy more yeah than i just think that's the one that gets bumped i don't know I really don't think Joker gets nominated for Best Picture. Um, Dolomite is great. It might be my top 10. Might, probably my favorite Eddie performance ever. I don't think it's the Best Picture of the Year. Same with Rocket Man. Love the movie. Don't think it's the Best Picture of the Year. Um, so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I hope it's Ford vs. Ferrari and Little Women that are in those two or three spots. And, uh, and we can finally... And Parasite. Those would be the three I would probably slot in there instead of those. So, um, we'll see. Good times for the Globes, but um, we will, I guess, figure out uh, mm-hmm. what the what the f- oh, official awards uh, are going to be when the Oscars, and we can finally put a bow on this year uh, here in a couple of months. But we'll have our top 10 um, best and worst episode come out in the next couple of weeks as well. So we'll wrap up the year here on MAM, and then we'll come up with our own categories for the MAMIs, for the... Um, for the VIPs to vote on. So if you want to be involved in that and, and we'll do our own little Oscars and that will coincide with the, um, the actual Oscars. We'll, we'll, we'll basically say who won the Oscar and then who won the Mammy. So that, that'll mm-hmm. be like a, the reader's choice and then the, uh, the actual winner. So, so be excited for that. The Ransom Raves Oscars episode will drop literally a couple hours after the Oscars. So be excited for that. Before we move on and talk about star Wars, Brian, I want to stop down and, Tell our listeners about a great new app service called Likewise. If you've listened to the show for a lot, you know we got a lot of weekly recommends on the show. A lot of things that were thrown at you, a lot of things we're mentioning, but sometimes it's hard to sift through it all. It's hard to figure out 
what you actually should read or, or what's recommended for you, what's best for you to read, what fits your interests the best. Well, likewise, it's the only app you need to discover what you want to watch or read next. You can search from all streaming services, easily find new shows, and uh, get tailored for recommendations for your friends and family as well. So the service is great. It shows you what's coming up to streaming services, what's leaving all your streaming services, your HBOs, your Hulus, your Netflixes, your Prime videos. You can look at popular movies and TV lists on Likewise, like Amy Poehler's got a list on here you can check out of her all-time favorite movies, all-time favorite shows. Amy Schumer is a contributor to Likewise. It warns from what you like to make better recommendations. So the more you use Likewise, the better it gets. If you've ever tried to take notes on movies you see throughout the year or books you read throughout the year, maybe keep a list of those. Do it on Likewise. Mark those off. And by the time next year rolls around, you'll have a fresh new list of movies, books, recommend straight for you based on the things that you've read or watched already. And it also works for podcasts, restaurants, and so much more. Basically, this is a personalized weekly recommend for you. So they're offering you, our listeners, a special deal. If you go to likewise.com slash mad, sign up, join us over there. Brian, I, and Richard will all be signing up for Likewise. You can join us over there and have a great time discovering the best content, the best recommends for you. Uh, stay tuned later this week. We've got weekly recommends coming at you in our Jojo Rabbit episode. And... um if you like something and you want other people to know about it, recommend it and likewise. Recommend it to us and likewise. Recommend our podcast and likewise to other people. So download Likewise in the App Store or Google Play or join us at likewise.com slash mad. Okay, Brian, it is time to dig into this Star Wars reaction, Fallout, what have you. Um, I went and saw the movie again in the theater. Um, and uh, yeah. You saw the movie how many more times after the uh, last episode? <laughs> I've only seen it twice. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to take, my son fell asleep in our first showing. Okay. Um, I'm going to take him to see it again, but I'm probably going to do that uh, like Martin Luther King Day. You know, I have off work, he has off school, so we're probably going to go then and, and one of the, with a slow crowd. But uh, yeah, I went the night after, we saw this together on Thursday night, we came, we did the episode, all that kind of stuff. I went the next night and saw it at, uh, in IMAX. Um, with some friends and and uh, and had a good time with with that second showing. Cool. Well, um, it's nearing a billion dollars uh, worldwide. But uh, do you think that's if it stops, maybe sputters out at one point three, something like that, one point four? You think that's mm. that's a a loss for them? No, maybe, I don't think it's a loss. But they thought it yeah, should be. sure. I'm sure that 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 when they, especially with the returns on Force Awakens at over two billion, mm -hmm. I'm sure they thought every one of these we pump out is going to make two bill. Um, and that's just not the case. And I think Force Awakens kind of proved to be a little bit of a maybe not an outlier, but definitely the the buzz on Star Wars was so much was so high because it's the first one and however many years and stuff. So I think that's a huge part of it. Uh, and then the divisiveness of, of uh, the last two films, plus Solo and all. So I, look, I'm sure that that uh, projection-wise at Disney, they they were hoping this was going to be over 1.5. And it, it's, I mean, I'd be shocked if it, if it ended up there at this point. But I, it's hard to say, it's hard to say a billion dollars is, uh, is a failure even, or, or, or especially, yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it, underachieved, I think, is fair. I don't think uh, failure or whatever is, is fair, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it's an under uh, underachieved um, for them. And uh, Kathy Kennedy still has a job. So, you know, everyone was expecting heads to roll kind of on Monday morning after after opening weekend. And... You know, I think I think Star Wars the machine is going to be fine. I really do. Yeah. Um, there's there's been rumors out there of the new trilogy. What new? It's going to be this. I don't buy any of that crap. I don't think they've thought about what the new trilogy is going to be. They have not mm. started developing it. I really do, in my heart of hearts, think they're taking a break from making Star Wars movies, and they're concentrating on a couple of Disney Plus shows that are in development or in production and making those as good as they can be 
And then if the opportunity presents itself to make another trilogy, they'll do that. But I don't, I don't foresee a, a Star Wars movie to at least 2022 20, or three at the very earliest. Um, and so, you know, if there is, then great. But I, I don't think Disney is like, or Lucasfilm is beating down the door to hire screenwriters or anything like that to try to get this new trilogy off the ground. I don't, I don't see that. And, and I think they, they, everybody needs a break from, from the theatrical Star Wars experience, uh, myself included. Um, I, I saw it again and man, I really enjoyed it again the second time. And, and I'll be, I'll admit uh, that first act is a little more jittery than it, just editing wise than I had, had remembered. Uh, you know, not 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 many shots are longer than a second or a half a second in that first sequence, basically until they get to the life day or whatever they call it. Not a life day, that's from the holiday special, but the celebration, you know, uh, thing. Um, and so, right, once it gets to the desert planet, for me, it's just kind of, it hits a stride that never really lets off the gas, you know, and and I felt that the second time. You know, I understand the criticism. I understand the the bombastic nature of of the movie, um, but I just couldn't stop thinking about the forces that, no pun intended, that JJ was up against with this film, and mm. the absolute machine that was trying to bring him down. Fanboys, executives, stockholders, whatever you want to say, and for it to come together like it did, I was just super happy. Because it could, you know, it could have been so much worse. I want people to know that. Like, people say it's not great or I wish it was better. Sure. But it was not a disaster by any mm. means, by any, in my opinion, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, it's easy to compare movies like Harry Potter or The Lord of the Rings or The Avengers or a series or MCU, whatever, you, you know, and say, this is how you do a, a series? Well, yeah, obviously. But they didn't have that opportunity. They didn't do it that way. So they had to do the best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And and they did that. And, you know, I thought, all like I said, given the circumstances, this was about as good as I could have expected it to be. Um, and not to say, like, this is the best episode nine that, 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 could, um, that could exist. But, like after the force awakens and after the last Jedi, maybe this is the best episode nine that we could get. Right. So just given, given where we are and given what was at stake, I do think JJ did the best he could. And I've heard some stuff about stuff that's been cut out or whatever. I'm so glad they cut things out that have been cut out. Yeah. You know, like they were supposed to have the actual force ghosts in the movie, like with Hayden yeah. Christensen and Samuel L. Jackson. And like, I just don't want that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's easy to, to criticize this for not being Avengers Endgame because um, they've been literally planning Avengers Endgame since Iron Man. Like Thanos was mm-hmm. teased like in the Avengers, and they even before that, before they decided to tease him, they had all this planned out. So it's like they knew where they were going for ten, twenty movies, you know. So uh, it's a little easier for them to to kind of work the machine to their advantage. And, you know, maybe Kathy Kennedy does deserve some criticism for that, for not keeping them on the right path, for not for not uh, having a clear and cohesive vision from the the outset. And and that's fine. But like I said, J.J. came in to do a job and I thought he did a great job. So, you know, that's kind of where I fall on it. What? Almost a month after we uh, (laughs) we, we did our initial review. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Second time around, I liked it. I mean, I you can go back and listen to our our initial review. I think I gave it an A minus. I I would probably bump that up just a little bit. I I second time around, I liked it even more. I was uh, more at ease with some of the stuff that uh, that I was not uh, not thrilled with first time through. And um, and to be fair, to be clear, I've heard, I've had lots of people say that same thing. I, I I've probably talked to a dozen people who said. Some in the Discord and some in like our real life uh, who've who've said, uh, yeah, I mean, I really I really liked it more a second time. So um, that that I think probably helps a little bit. There's there's definitely some issues with it, and and I still remain in the camp. It's like that you you mentioned it there. The two biggest things to me are number one that we didn't plan this out from the get go, and and you know have some sort of plan and a through line of what we're gonna do and stuff. Um, and that still is a big, that still is a big problem. Um, and that, that's much more apparent in this movie than it is in, 
in Last Jedi, uh, and certainly more so than than Force Awakens. I just I think we'd be better off if they gave this franchise this uh, trilogy to JJ in 2012 when whenever he was announced as the director of the first one and we just said uh you're you are directing this trilogy and if it takes 12 years to finish it then we don't really care you know we're, we're gonna have you do do your trilogy and that would have made things a lot better and the second thing is just uh again i'll reiterate it for sure feels like uh it this movie was jj cramming his second and third movie within the trilogy into this one so the pacing's weird and it it uh, it really moves at an aggressive speed that I don't really love and kind of leaves uh, doesn't leave any breathing room for things to take place and it definitely throws you into stuff the Palpatine stuff some of the the other character bits with with the big four actors and and their characters is it there's not enough lead up to it because uh, you know because <laughs> JJ didn't do Last Jedi and so and clearly didn't love the vision that that uh that ryan johnson went with i still am in the and i feel like i'm becoming increasingly uh in the minority on this i like the last jedi quite a bit there's stuff with it that i don't love and there's stuff that i wish was tighter and was done better but i like that movie and and i like this movie as well so it it very much seems like you're in uh Mm. you're you're either in the camp that doesn't like last jedi and does like rise of skywalker or the the inverse of that, or that you hate all of them uh, because Disney is bad. You know, um, <laughs> that's kind of where it seems like we're at with with all this. And I'm I'm not there. I, I like all three of these movies in in one form or fashion, in one degree or another. And uh, I'm okay with where we are at, though I I, I do wish that it would have been uh, more of a through line. So it's been weird, man. Like I um I've tried really hard to to uh listen to other people's takes on like why they didn't like the movie and um i've i think there's some really fair criticism on it out there and i think there's some really unfair criticism and separating those two sometimes has not been particularly easy so uh there's there was a certain point through this last uh you know three weeks where i was just like okay i'm done like i've i know where i'm at with the movie I'm okay with that, and uh, not to say that I'm just not going to listen to anybody else's opinion, but there's so much noise on it out there that I just at a certain point you just have to say, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm not taking in any more uh, of this stuff. It is it is what it is at this point. Yeah, the writer Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams have just been done such a great job reacting to this and the criticism, positive and negative. Um, so I think Hollywood Reporter did a sit down with uh, Chris Terrio that you you should go read. So Google like Chris Terrio interview, and if you have any questions about like what they were thinking during the process or what their intention was, he has a really they 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 could easily just Paul Feig this thing and be like y'all are wrong. This is a good movie, yeah. you know. And they're not they're not doing that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, yeah, you're both right. Uh, you know. Not everybody's gonna like everything. We did the best we could, you know. We did what was right to our in our heart yeah. or what we were given, you know. So, I really think uh, if you have any more questions about that, then you should do a little bit of research. Another thing people are getting hung up on, Brian, is I've seen like uh, like the technicality of of the armies and like all these, you know, like why, why is episode nine when we're all of a sudden going to get hung up on no, gosh, that isn't yeah. physically possible yeah. or right. That can't Ugh. happen in space or who's driving that ship. Like, like who cares? It's star Wars. Just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> how could Palpatine build an army? It's like, well, he's God, right? That's it. That's, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Palpatine is God and he can do, will things into existence and he can live forever. And that's it. That's, that's, there's no yeah. more explanation needed. Yeah. I don't need to see armies building star destroyers to be convinced that like right. he could have a star destroyer. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Right. It right. Never if you want that, then the we get we, like ever. Right. We uh, get an entire episode about uh, how trade works. In st- you know what I mean? Like it, it's right. it's. I, I no, I'm with you. I look if you, I like I said. I think there's fair criticism. And if that fair criticism leads you to a place where you're just like, I can't stand, I hate this movie, and well, and it's the worst Star Wars movie, or it's the worst, then that's fine. Like every opinions are opinions. That's great, whatever. Um, and then I think there's unfair stuff too. I I say all the time, pretty much any any blockbuster movie, 
they're all ridiculous, right? Like, they're all stupid and insane and ridiculous. And every movie, every blockbuster movie, there's a certain point, and maybe it's in the first minute, maybe it's halfway through or whatever. It asks you, do you want to, do you want to get on this train or not? You know, and the best ones do that in a way that you don't even realize that you're getting on the train and then you just stay with it the whole way. And you just, that's the Fast and Furious movies, especially like Fast Five through like Fast Seven, I think, are the one, or maybe Five and Six are the ones where it's just like, you don't even realize how much you love this until you get to the end of it and you're like, not one thing in that movie made a lick of sense and I do not care. That was a blast. Mm -hmm. Um, The best movies do that really well. The worst ones ask you to do it and then two minutes down the, the way they stop at a, at a new at a new train station and they're like you still want to stay on this and you're like i guess and then five minutes later you still want and you're just like i'm out i'm, I'm out i can't do yeah. this eventually this is i mean it's the same with any of them it's if you want to get if you want to get short-circuited by um details and how space works and all this sort of stuff you can for sure do it and um and you're with well within your right to do so just Remember that you also then have to do that with everything else. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's a, or you have to accept that like I didn't that I didn't want to be on this train or that train just wasn't ended up not being the right one for me or whatever. Imagine and going into Deathly Hallows and being but, like, yeah, but wizards can't fly. It's like, right. yeah, we, why are we upset about this now? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a it's a times. real yes. People are and just that, looking that for is things my, to be upset about with this film. That like, is my biggest that's a, my that's biggest beef. Yes, issue hundred percent stop. Hundred percent. My biggest beef with this is, is twofold. Is again, I'm not saying if you didn't like Rise of Skywalker, you're wrong, and and or any like whatever. That's fine. I liked it. You didn't like it. That we can agree to disagree. It's fine. Um, my biggest problem is the the subset that um, I think re- I'm trying to figure out how to say that correctly. The I think the biggest issue with this whole thing is not really even this movie. It's that there are so many people who have been so obsessed with and invested in Star Wars over literally 42 years that we're getting to this point. And that's what this is. This this movie is the culmination of 42 years of movies and uh, video games and TV series and comic books and extended universe stuff and all, and, and all this sort of stuff. And you're getting to the end of the 42 years, and this movie didn't go the way that you specifically wanted it to go. That it didn't follow your fan theory of preference, or that it superseded something that happened in a previous movie, or a previous book, or a previous whatever, and we can't handle that. And therefore, the movie is bad, or therefore, the movie is horrendous, and anyone who likes it is an idiot. And it's that's where i that's where i have the problem it's <laughs> if you're if your reasoning for not liking this movie is that uh it didn't it didn't it wasn't exactly what you wanted the movie to be then i have some bad news for you it was this movie was never going to please you ever and there's nothing that jj or ryan johnson or george lucas or steven spielberg or greta gerwig or spike lee or anyone else was going to be able to do to make that happen and then there's a certain subset that's taken that a step farther and has said well you know it didn't it didn't go the way that i wanted it to go and ray didn't turn out to be the person that i wanted her to be and also, just so you know, I'm a real Star Wars fan, and if you don't agree with me on this, then you're not a real Star Wars fan. And you, if you haven't spent your, uh, <laughs> if you haven't spent your entire life um, sorting through comic books and reading every extended universe book and and all and collecting all the toys and all this crap, then you don't have a you don't have a real say in this. Your your vote your voice doesn't count. For any of this and that kind of gatekeeping makes me insane and so those two things mm. combined together um those are the, the, the that's the subset that i i just want to say you know um please <laughs> please go away this is not a this is a this is the toxicity that we're talking about you know it's a it's a miserable place to be in and i gosh i mean can you just imagine waking up like that every day can't and just being angry that jj abrams didn't follow the comic book from 1999, you know, that he went mm-hmm. against something in one of these extended universe books by Kevin Anderson. And you're just like, man, can we just, I don't know. Can we just watch this movie? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exhausting. 
It's exhausting. The uh, last thing I'll say, and you know, we've gotten emails, what tweets, whatever, about um, this. You know, Rise of Skywalker sucked, and and my response is like, all right, well, what you what did you want it to be? What would you have rather happened? And it's like radio silence. Like no one can tell me. Oh, I this movie should have done this. It should have been this is what well, it should have happened. Or they and have an like, idea and it's, it's like, like okay, I don't know but what I want, that's... but I don't want that. You know, it's like that's that's not no. Yeah. Like t- yeah, tell me mean... your li- I want legitimate criticisms of like uh, of uh you know, why well if you say, Oh man, well the screenwriting didn't really work for me, I really wish I would have fleshed this character out more, I'm just getting more of you're wrong, but I don't know why you're wrong and I don't know why mm. I don't why I don't agree with your opinion, you know, like kind of stuff. And that's, uh, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, I, I just like, you, what I'm saying is we can be a little bit smarter in our insults. You know, it's like, if you're going to come at us, at least come at us with some ammo. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Just <laughs> can we, I mean, between this and Joker this year, I just, it just is such a lose lose. Cause you're just, it, you feel like, I don't know. Look, I will say this. We, of all the tweets and Discord comments and emails and, and everything else that we've gotten, I would guess that 90% has been positive, that mm-hmm. that 90% of, of people are, that have communicated with us are in the camp that's like, I really like the movie, or yeah, it had flaws, but I enjoyed it, or I love this, or thanks for being for not being a, you know, a beatdown about how bad it is, you know, things like that. And, you know, and then that, that, that other 10%, um, you know, disagrees and, and is, again, it's fine to do so. I, I I would just like, I would like the discord on that to be, um, a little, not a little, a lot less, uh, absurd on that. I mean, we, like we had, even like two days ago, we were getting comments on the Facebook posts for this from, again, from three weeks ago with like, you know, just... (laughs) kind of picking a fight on like, I can't believe you guys like this movie. And, and my reply to that was, Hey, just for the record, um, 54% of Rotten Tomatoes critics liked this movie. So you're picking a fight with the majority of people and same with the, you know, 86%. Yeah. yeah, 86% audience. Again, I, I feel like I've said this a hundred times. If you don't like this movie, you don't like this movie. That's fine. Like I, I'm not telling you that you have to like the same movies that I like. I don't necessarily understand the impetus to, then seek out people that disagree with me and not, not, not to have like a, uh, you know, a conversation about that, but to, um, to yell at them <laughs> about how stupid they are. And, um, I don't know, I'm sure I've done that myself in some other movie that we've reviewed or, or, or whatever, but I, it's, I'm mindful of trying to not do that. And that's, that necessarily hasn't necessarily been part of the, the discord on all this. So, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. For listening to this movie news roundup, we hope you learned something maybe about the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais, maybe a little bit of Star Wars uh, <laughs> mixed in there. So uh, if you like what you hear, if you like our show, uh, you want to hear more r- movie reviews from us, we've got a Jojo Rabbit episode dropping this week. Uh, if you've seen that and you want to get anticipated uh, uh, for the Oscars and, and more Jojo Rabbit talk that'll be happening over the next couple months, check out that episode. And if you're a VIP and want to hear our Bad Boys exclusive, then uh, you'll enjoy that this week as well. So, um, until next time, Brian, you can find him on Twitter at BGL12 and find us at Mad About Movies on Twitter. I am Kent Garrison. And until next time, see you at the cinema. Goodbye.